Welcome to show number 36. My name is Cass. My name's Kim. Ziggy's here with us and our engineer, Doug. Hi. Hi. Hi, Doug. Kimmy, what are we talking about today? We're talking about union archetypes. Hope you guys brought a shovel. (laughs) Or an oil lamp to see into the darkness. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And a shovel. And a canary. Because it's poisonous in there? It might be, yeah. I thought, oh, archetypes will be fun. I thought so, too. Because I had this... Actually, I did have fun. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I learned a lot. I did, too. I also learned that I don't know a lot. As well. Me. Which is always a great experience. Holy cow. So I jumped into the whole, like, clinical... Oh, bits and yeah. I'm like, oh hell! <laughs> I, I don't a, have enough education for this. I need a dictionary. I need a I need a book of freaking psychiatric psychological terms. I need all kinds of new words in my vocabulary. <sighs> so, what made you want to explore the the archetypes? Um. Well, a couple things. The the first one being that, okay, so our friend Lou is working on a book. Um, she's doing the the graphic design for a book called Deadhead Stories. Yay! And um, I wrote a story to contribute to the book. Did you? I did, and I submitted it. It's so long. It's ridiculously long. And Is I tried a- to make it shorter, but I kept making it longer every time I tried to make it shorter. <laughs> so I just finally sent it off to them. And I was like, OK, guys, here it is. Right. Do whatever you want to with it. I can't touch it anymore because it's turning into a monster. So anyway, so Lou had asked my opinion on a couple things. Anyway, I ended up getting in touch with the editor who was super, super cool. And we were emailing and then we talked on the phone. And as we were talking on the phone, she was talking about... Um, the man who had the vision for this book, literally in a dream, mm-hmm. he dreamed that this was something he needed to do. Right. Um, he, he, uh, it's hard to explain. Anyway, so we were talking about his vision and kind of how he wanted to organize the book because mm-hmm. it's, um, it's made up of contributions from, I, I believe hundreds or possibly thousands of people have wow. contributed to this book, stories. And, and um, pictures and artwork and stuff like that. Pictures, art, yeah. Okay. It's, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be so amazing. And Lou's done an amazing job uh, with the with the layout and the just the graphic design is off the chain. I hope you're listening, Lou. We That's love you, Lourdes. Um, anyway, so she, Jennifer and I, she's the editor, we're talking on the phone and she just kind of off the cuff mentioned that Dan, the uh, visionary for this <clears throat> coordinator, um, was on a hero's journey. Oh, cool. And I was like, and my brain fucking exploded into a thousand bright 
shiny shards of something. And so I was like, oh my God, that's right, the hero's journey. So I started to kind of think about the the, the symbols right. of the archetypes and um, how they pertain to um, the Grateful Dead in their songs and with their fans oh, yeah. as the bandmates. Like there's this whole kind of like, it's just this rich tapestry of, it's like it's like an epic. It's a yeah. I mean, the whole idea of it. It's a journey. People going on the road with the dead, or you know, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So there's just so many different pieces to it, and so that got me all fired up. And um, and then my therapist mentioned in a session um another kind of archetype, and I it was more uh, Native American related. Mm-hmm. And she said, she identified me as one of these archetypes in the Native American culture. And um, so my brain just kept rolling and rolling right. and churning and pooping out ideas every once in a while. Gross. It's, that's, that's <laughs> the only way I can say it. Issuing. Wait, your brain did what? It went. <laughs> So I got fired up about it, and I thought I had a, a much better understanding of the Jungian archetypes than There's I did. There's so much there. There is so And also much. it can be made into a simple idea. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But I I find it really fascinating, and um, so that's where the idea came from. Wow. <gasps> I had never... You know, you've heard of the archetypes, and you've heard of the individual ones in stories and you know it's like you know it's there mm -hmm. um but i had never th thought about it this much and it's yeah. a very interesting idea that there's this collective unconsciousness yeah. that we all share and what's fascinating and we can talk about this later but there's a a book that i had gotten called nutrient therapy or something and it was for basically like uh, using vitamins and herbs and things like that to sort of heal different things. And in that book, he, this doctor talked about um, the idea of epigenetics. Have you heard of that? I have. And it's basically like um, information that's imprinted in your DNA from previous generations yes like um he used an example in the book i don't remember exactly what it was it was like two years ago when i read it but he used an example of a grandfather working in a metal factory or something like that and that his grandchildren still had physical effects of that poisoning that he got you know lead poisoning wow. or something yeah so it it reminded me of that like the <clears throat> the code in our DNA can be affected by things that happen in our environment. And that's kind of what Mr. Carl was talking about. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, I, I made the same correlation between the research that's been done about how things travel through our, you know, our genes, right. basically, um, physical ailments and ways of thinking, right. um, stress responses, uh, they've done studies that that definitely show that you, severe stress early in life 
changes your DNA. Oh, wow. So, so we're not, we're not just recycling the same bunch of code. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're changing it. And that's, I think that's fascinating. But the idea that these, that the, that the collective unconscious has a cache of, let's say, quote, DNA or ideas that just reside in our psyche somewhere. Right. So Carl Jung didn't know about DNA. His idea was more Psychic. supernatural. Mm-hmm. His idea was more influenced by the occult, you know, Yeah. in that way. And what I found interesting, as soon as I see the word occult or anything like that, I'm like, ugh. You kind of, yeah. But it, it reminded me of this research that I had read. And so... Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, he knew, or he thought he knew, bears out in the DNA, bears out in the science. You know, this this evolution basically happening. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It was very fascinating. It's like psychic evolution. And not psychic like, I know what you're thinking, psychic, but right. a, an energy that's contained in our thought process. I guess. I'm not sure how to say it. (laughs) So um, can I ask what the therapist thought your archetype was? I don't remember. (laughs) Well, that's fascinating, Kimmy. (laughs) I have the book at home and I did read it, but I can't remember everything. So did you, you studied the 12 archetypes, the classic ones? I studied, well, I tried to study them, but they're they're fluid right and you could have there's several of them and yeah there's yeah there um well there's different names for them in different kind of communities and stuff and Jung himself said that they're not set in stone that they do kind of move Mm -hmm. um which I thought was interesting but there are the basic ones the the hero the mother, the mother, the child, yeah, yeah, all of those. Well, I did an online quiz. The one you sent me? Yeah, I sent you that one, um, and I came out as the innocent. I the did child. too. You did too. I did too. <gasps> that was yourself, right? Myself. What was your persona? Oh, I don't remember. I bet I know what it was. What was it? The wise old man. That's what I got. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't remember be, seeing a persona. Can I be a crone or a wise old woman or I got to be a wise old man? <laughs> I mean, I often feel like like the mother figure, you know, like the goddess or I, that's so humble of me to say that. But I mother a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. but I guess Caretaker. my mm-hmm. inner my inner life is more like the enthusiastic, innocent, naive child. Dun, dun, dun. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Break!
back. <laughs> we took the break and because <laughs> we had to. <laughs> we had to fart and take have a really long conversation about actual therapy instead of just the idea of Jungian psychoanalytical bullcrap. Yeah. So Kimmy, yes, tell us ma'am. what you know. Okay, so Carl Jung was a Swiss guy. Um, he, he was a Swiss psychoanalyst and psychiatrist, and he founded analytical psychology. He was a contemporary of Freud's, and they were buddies. They, um, they did a collab. Well, until they fell out, right? Until they fell out. Um, uh, he's best known for the concepts of synchronicity, archetypal phenomena, the collective unconscious, the psychological complex and extroversion and introversion, introversion, which I did not know. And those are two terms that we used. We've right. used quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to use his words to help define the collective unconscious, which I think once you kind of wrap your head around, it's, it's an easy thing to imagine and yes. kind of understand. But all the reading I did made it confusing than it needed Were you to overthinking be. it, Kimmy? I was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really, really good at that. Uh, the col- This is Carl Jung's words. This is from The Structure of the Psyche. The collective unconscious, so far as we can say anything about it at all. Okay, he was Swiss. So translations are weird. Right. Okay. Let me start again. The collective unconscious, so far as we can say anything about it at all, appears to consist of mythological motifs or primordial images, for which reason for which reason the myths of all nations are its real components. In fact, the whole mythology could be taken as a sort of projection of the collective unconscious in two ways either in mythology or in the analysis of the individual. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so these are, um, these are ideas that we have kind of nurtured as human beings since our inception. Right, and all over the world, right? All over the separate world. From, each tribe separate from one another came up with these sort of very similar myths and symbols. Right. Exactly. So, um, and you can, you know, once you start seeing them, you see them everywhere. Buddhism, Christianity, Judaism, it's like, it's everywhere. It's, it's really fascinating. Um, so the archetypes, the primordial images, um, I believed were what I discovered are the symbols Mm -hmm. or manifestations of um, the archetypes, which um, consist of the self, the persona, Mm -hmm. the animus or animus, Mm -hmm. and the shadow. Right. Um, Here is a definition of the archetypes in Carl Jung's words. An innate tendency which mold and transform the individual consciousness. 
a fact defined more through a drive than through specific inherited contents, images, etc. A matrix which influences the human behavior as well as his ideas and concepts on the ethical, moral, religious, and cultural levels. <laughs> Interesting that he uses the word matrix. Yeah. To talk about a collective unconscious. Have you seen the Matrix movies? Not for a really, 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 really long time. Oh, I love them. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> the archetype concept derives from the often repeated observation that myths um, and universal literature stories mm -hmm. contain well-defined themes which appear every time and everywhere. Right. So... We have, each person has a persona, which is your public image. Ooh. That's what you show the world. That's who you, I, that's who you want to be. Right. Um, yourself is who you really are. Really, in quotations. You lost me now. I know, right? No, you haven't, but so if, who knows who they really are? So if I'm a... Uh, you know, let's say I'm a hopeless um, introvert and I feel like being an extrovert is what's going to get me ahead in life or whatever. That's how I'm going to present myself. Right. No matter if it's difficult, painful, or just flat out um, untruthful. Right. You know, yeah. it's a sham. Um, the animus is the male aspect in the woman's psyche. Mm -hmm. So that's how we we perceive men certain um attributes that men have and then we kind of digest them as our own this is all on subconscious stuff this is none of this is on the thinking level right um and then men do the same jung thought that if we try to repress those identities um it's your very, female or male side you mean your female female or male side it's very bad yeah. So, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, just in the way that, like, 1950s uh, gender roles right. were so well-defined. Actually, throughout history. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have women and men who have just shattered them. Yeah. And said, you know what? I'm going to fly an airplane or across the I'm going to cry when I'm sad. Or I'm going to Wait, let me... <laughs> I'm going to cry when I'm sad. Like that. <laughs> Women do math. Men cry. I love math. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and then the shadow. The shadow is the is the creepy, creepy underbelly. The part of ourselves that we don't want to admit is there. It's the, it's the sinister kind of murky... Like what? Give me an example. Bad part. Like bad thoughts or um, bad feelings? I think anything that is rendered unacceptable in the persona's realm. Well, that's very judgmental. So it would be the id. It would be Freud's id. Okay. Kind it. of animalistic tendencies, um, you know, just think like an animal 
eat, screw, poop, <laughs> attack things. You, <laughs> you love know what I mean? poop, Kimmy. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it really bothers Z- Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy doesn't like it. So, um, <clears throat> no, don't, no biting. So, according to you, we, you know, we've got this <laughs> toolbox in our brains like the his archetypes which are the the persona self animus animus um and shadows the toolbox and Mm -hmm. then everything we kind of collect from the collective unconscious are the symbols Mm -hmm. and there are you know straight up like visual symbols and then there are people symbols right so I in our, my research I I watched a professor dude. Hey professor dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey dude. Um, and he was talking about how uh, Jung became interested in this because he had helped translate or he wrote the foreword for a translated um, book from China about alchemy basically oh. and the symbols in alchemy but oh that's interesting yeah so this book wasn't about sort of what we think of as alchemy like you know metal work and all that it was more about the the inner human like what happens on the inside of a human and so he became very interested in the symbols and myths from around the world um he also was into the occult and so he had these sort of spiritual supernatural kind of ideas like that interested him mm-hmm. um he wasn't f- he wasn't firmly attached to the science box right which i'm wondering if that's how he and freud fell out could have been hmm. what else did you find out kimmy uh, Do you want to hear I, my examples? I found well. Also, another thing that that got him going on this is he was working with um, patients who had psychosis, oh. and their visions or hallucinations and their dreams, their dreams yeah. contained these same symbols that he was experiencing um, with the in, patients with with his other patients who wow. didn't have this diagnosis. So that made him think well wait a minute there's a common thread here like so he was he was prolific i mean philosophy literature psychology alchemy the occult metaphysics he had his fingers and so many pies (laughs) she just laughed at herself silently (laughs) how's that for a symbol freud How's that for a Freudian oh, symbol? Freud? Yeah, Freud, you and your. Sex, he must have sex, been very sex, intelligent. Sex. You know what I mean? Like a, a a mind like that has to stay active with that many different focus focuses focusi focuses focuses focuses. I'm not so intelligent. I'm not on <laughs> Jungian's level. I'm not on Carl Jung's level. I can't even say his name right. We're getting it figured out on our terms, okay? So I was trying to come up with examples from the different, you know, the 12 different classical archetypes. And, you know, I have them all written here. We can go through them if you want. But what 
what I came up with in the end, I was trying to think of a story that had sort of all of them. At first, I thought maybe It's a Wonderful Life would have been a good one because what a hero's journey that is. That's so freaking weird. Why? Because I had the same idea today. About It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. <gasps> it morphed into, I wrote on the website today, I wrote a on the website. Oh, I saw it, yeah. And um, that's I was where so happy that you're writing again. Mr. Potter came from that. Oh, whole, Mr. Potter, yeah. yeah. That's but, weird. But then I moved on to Alice in Wonderland. <gasps> oh! So not only oh. are the archetypes all represented there, but even the idea of her falling into the rabbit hole to go talk to the people in the dream world is psychoanalysis in itself. Yes. It's her <gasps> going into her subconscious right, to deal with her, you know, her own self-esteem issues and, and growing up and all of that. Wow. So that, That's nutty. Right. That is so cool. I never thought of that. When, when <gasps> she, when she comes out, she's a better Alice. She became herself. Wow. So when I thought I, so I watched the movie cause I was thinking, okay, it's a wonderful life. And then I was thinking the office, like Michael is all of the <laughs> archetypes put together. <laughs> Like, if you could think of some one person that represents all of them, it's Michael Scott from The Office. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> but then I thought of Alice in Wonderland, and I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, my God. That's like, absolutely perfect. It's perfect. So if you're listening and you're interested in any of this, go watch Alice in Wonderland, because it's amazing. So, yeah, because she, as she's, when she falls asleep, she's in her persona. Right. She is doing what she is supposed to do, but she doesn't want to do it. That's right. not who, who she, she really is. is. <gasps> when she comes out, she's stronger. She says what she wants. She does what she wants. Wow. Yeah. I've got chills. That makes me so excited. I can't wait to watch <laughs> Alice in Wonderland now. <laughs> so let me just go through the list. Um, the first one is the innocent or the child. Mm -hmm. um, some examples that I found. Snow White, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yes. But you could also say that yeah. all these people also went on the, the hero's journey. They also were the hero. Yes. They and, started out, yeah. And the last one from The Innocent that I found was Buddy the Elf from Oh, Elf. Buddy! I love that movie! Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> also, Michael Scott from The Office. I'm going to say Michael Scott from The Office after each one of these. Okay. That's... Okay, the next one, um, The Orphan. So that's Harry Potter, Batman, Tarzan. Okay. And a host of um, also Disney princesses. All the Disney princesses. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the hero, also Harry Potter, uh, Luke Skywalker, classic. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars is classic. Mm -hmm. um, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. George Bailey. Um, Evie Hammond from <gasps> the movie V for Vendetta. Did you ever see that? No. <sighs> It's so good. I don't know. Do you really like like comic book movies, like the superhero movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Okay. Um, Mulan. Oh, hero, yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah. Rocky Balboa. Uh, Simba from The Lion King. And Alice mm -hmm. from Alice in Wonderland. Um, and Michael Scott <laughs> from The Office. <laughs> 
Okay, the caregiver or the mother figure, uh, Cinderella, Mary Poppins, Maria from Sound of Music. Mm, So two Julie Andrews characters there. She was really good at that. And also Michael Scott from The Office. (laughs) He really was like the mother of his whole office, right? He took care of them. He was. He was, yeah, he he was (laughs) kind, yeah, yeah, kind of like, um. Yeah, kind of like the mom in um, Waterboy, though. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> All right. The next category is the explorer. So mm. I have... Dora! Dora? <laughs> Indiana Jones! I have Indiana Jones! Who else can you think of? Oh, 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 oh. Like in pop culture? Anything. Literature. History. Lady Gaga. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. You're good, Kimmy. The Gaga. You love her. I do. I really want to see that new movie. That's the, a remake of the, the new, old movie. The new old one. <laughs> it's got Academy Awards. It's, it's got Academy it Awards. It's. No, the Academy Awards hasn't happened yet, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I but don't... I do want to see that movie, too. Yeah. I heard it was really good. Yeah. Um, so Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. she also goes on, on a hero's journey. And also, like Alice, falls into a a deep sleep slash fantasy world mm-hmm. where she has to find herself and know that she could always go home. She always had the strength to do that herself. She meets four people who are missing things who also need to go on a journey to find themselves. Yeah. <gasps> That's a good one. Um, Huckleberry Finn, Zorro, James T. Kirk of the USS oh, Enterprise. Oh, Captain Kirk, of course. Of course. Um, the whole Goonies, all of them. <laughs> Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Huh. And Sherlock Holmes, who explores things with his mind. Yeah. Mm. The next one is The Rebel, uh, Robin Hood. Classic. Uh-huh. Um, Maverick from Top Gun, you know, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember, he's got a need, a need for speed. Oh, Lordy. Um, and Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter films. Oh. books. Huh. The Rebel. Uh, the next one is The Lover. Romeo. Wait! And Juliet. What? I have another Rebel. Go. Neil Cassidy. Oh. Also the explorer, but more of a rebel. His um his uh death anniversary was yesterday. Oh. Did you commemorate it in some way? A thought? No, but I have I have a rabbit hole story about Do it. Go. The, okay. So I was Be in the- Alice right now. Explore that rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Look, there's another piece of like or but anyway. Um, so I was in the thrift store with Josh. Did I tell this story already? I was in the thrift store with Josh. I found an old piece Record? of furniture. Oh, no. No, it was an old piece of furniture. And it was interesting. It had a marble top. And um, it was it was like a bedside table. Mm-hmm. had a little drawer and then a cabinet underneath mm-hmm. made of wood. And um, I opened the drawer. And in the drawer were photographs um blockbuster receipts um 
uh, boarding passes. I I mean, like letters, a person's life, notes. It was this young woman's life from the early two thousands. Right. And so me, being the big mushball that I am, starts to freak out in t- inside. I'm like, Josh, look, why is this here? Like, what happened to right. her? Oh, you yeah, know what I, I mean? Do that too. And it's her, and it's this drawer, and I'm pawing through it, just in disbelief that this piece of her history is in a in a thrift store, and and nothing in there was um was more contemporary than like 2003 oh, no. so it had been in storage or right. something it had been untouched nail file um just all these personal bits and pieces and a postcard picture of Allen Ginsberg standing on William Burroughs's roof in <laughs> 1953 and so I pick it up, and I know who it is immediately. I'm like, whoop. <laughs> so anyway, so it was a postcard. William Burroughs took this picture of Allen Ginsberg when they were editing the Yage letters. So that, you know, of course, I go home. I've got this postcard, and I do all the research about the Yage letters. So and... you stole the postcard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well... I was really conflicted. I'm like, I can buy this whole piece of furniture for all the shit in the drawer. I'm or... sure if you had gone up and asked them, they would have said, uh, yeah, take that but piece I of thought, trash out of here. this is going to be thrown away. Right. Everything in this drawer is going to be trashed. Nobody cares about this stuff but crazy old Kim in the thrift store. Right. Josh was rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, God, here she goes again. <laughs> Nostalgic weirdo. Anyway, I did. I tucked it in my bag and took it home. And You rebel. I'm putting you in the category. <laughs> you and Neil Cassidy and... Anyway, so this postcard's been sitting on my, on my bar. Like, was it and written I've been... to her? No, it was blank. Oh. It was like she just picked it up someplace. It had nothing on it. That's mysterious. Then. It it was mysterious, and the other things in the drawer kind of led me to believe that this was not her cup of tea. Like, right? I felt like she was more establishment focused, right? Rather than anti-establishment beat generation ish well now you're just categorizing people i know and that's wrong that's wrong based on i don't know i don't know her you don't i feel like i do though because i saw all of her pictures she's a person anyway i hate it when i see pictures at like a swap meet or oh god it breaks my old pictures it breaks my heart I'm always mm-hmm. like, we could f- who can we find the people that these pictures belong to? And I then I somebody wants them. No, then I my mind starts going to like they're probably all dead or whatever. Right. You know? But I'll sit there and look at them forever. Oh god. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm the same way. All right. The lover. The lover. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one who came to mind. <laughs> No, Ziggy, oh, no God. <laughs> uh, Juliet, Casanova, Ron Burgundy, Michael Scott from The Office. Right? See? I mean, he really was. He loved love, right? He was Michael so Scott happy. Yeah. Or Ron Burgundy. Well, he loved love, too. But I was speaking of Michael Scott. All right. Other lovers. Rose from Titanic. <gasps> oh. 
Samwise from Lord of the Rings. Oh. His sole purpose was to help Frodo just because of their friendship, because of his love for him. His brother his was love for him. Loyalty was It's very sweet. Yeah. Okay, we're almost finished here. A couple more categories. I think of other lover types. It's hard to think of like true just lovers. Like that aren't I don't know. Bogged down by other things. Um the creator. This is a funny one. Phoebe from Friends. (gasps) Ooh. She was unlike anyone else. She didn't really care what people thought about how she thought. She didn't care about what they thought about her music. She just kept creating it. Right. Yeah. Remember the Phoebe run? The The way she would run because it just felt good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, All crazy limbs flying? Yeah. I still do that. I go, run like Phoebe. (laughs) 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 Um, Classic Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Mozart. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh. Oh! All right, the jester. The jester. Michael Scott from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bart Simpson, Jack Sparrow, Buddy the Elf, again. Oh, buddy. Um, Edith Bunker from All in the Family. Edith, huh? Not, um, what's his name? No, he was just a grouchy old guy. No, I would say Edith was the comic relief of that situation. All you young people don't know what we're talking about. Also, there's probably no young people listening, but all in the family. All right, three more categories. All right, let's go. The Sage. Mm. The Oracle from the Matrix trilogies. Do you remember the Oracle? No, I have to do my research in the Matrix. Oh, trilogy. they would go see her in her kitchen, and she would basically tell them what's going to happen to them. Um, Dumbledore, Yoda, Spock, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi! <laughs> yeah. I just watched that the other night. The original one? The old one? Oh, I think it was like the third one or something. Oh. It was just on TV, and I was shambling around the house. <laughs> All right, Uh, the magician or the trickster. So Merlin, Gandalf, Loki, um, the Cheshire Cat. Mm -hmm. And the last one is the ruler. So any kings that you can think of in literature. um, Gandhi, Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Uh, Lucy from Peanuts. Oh, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll take a break there. When we come back, we might play a little bit of uh, Jungian Mad Libs. Yay! Woo!
an adjective. <laughs> she gets all my Scratchy. Ooh. A verb, past tense. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Uh, barked. All right, Kimmy, a species. A species? That's what I said, a species. Ooh, oh my gosh, I have to access um, biology now, Not right? really, you know what a species is. Well, like, uh, like, fish? Arachnid? Arachnid, that goes good there. Okay. Uh, a noun. Um... Fabuloso. Fabuloso isn't a noun. It is. It's um. It's a cleaning fluid. It's purple. On the bait. Uh, no. Is uh, that not going to work? Wait. Hold on. How about the donut hole? Okay. A donut hole. That's truly a noun. A uh, noun. Another noun. That's what I said. Oh, cow pie. I'd like to apologize now to the ghost of Carl Jung. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> One more noun. Oh, no. Um, armpit. Oh. <laughs> Ziggy does not like that oh. answer. Adverb. Wait, no. Adjective, sorry. Um, stanky. <laughs> Uh, plural animals. Ooh, plural animals? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Dick-dicks. Is that D-I-K? D-I-K. D-I-K. Dick-dick. It's an animal that lives in Africa on the savannah, I believe. Dick-dicks. Y'all can look it up. And one more plural animal. Oh, can see smoke coming out of her ears. The wheels are turning. Meerkats. Meerkats. They live in Madagascar. Look them up on the Twitter. No, not on the Twitter. On the Google? On the Google machine. Alright, here we go. <coughs> Ziggy. Archetypal Mad Libs. Union edition. <coughs> here we go. Archetypes are images and thoughts which have poopy meanings across all cultures, which may show up in dreams, farts, art, or religion. <laughs> Jung believes symbols from different cultures are often scratchy, are often scratchy similar because they have barked from archetypes shared by the whole arachnid race and are part of a collective unconsciousness. Our primitive past becomes the basis of the donut hole psyche, <laughs> directing and influencing present cow pie. <laughs> the cow pie is being influenced <laughs> by donut hole psyches. <laughs> According to Jung, the human mind has innate characteristics imprinted on it as a result of armpits. These stanky predispositions <laughs> stem from our ancestral past. Fear of the dark or of dick dicks or meerkats <laughs> might be examples. 
The end. <laughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Almost done with the cough. Ziggy. So we're missing the State of the Union tonight. We are. Boo-hoo. I'm so sad about it. I've. I was conflicted on the way over because I was listening to NPR and their kind of wind up to it. Right. And it started. The pregame. The pregame. Um, it started right as I turned my car off. And I felt anxious and liberated at the same time. Like afraid of what's going to come out of that cornhole. Right. Man. Right. <laughs> wow. That. <laughs> That was a lot of restraint. Her face. It looked like you were constipated. I was trying so hard. Trying so hard. Uh, um, but also fear of what he's going to say. And But you felt liberated because you just turned your car off and oh, walked away. I felt liberated because I didn't get to, I didn't have to participate in that event that was causing me anxiety and fear. Yes. But the State of the Union, of I've always felt like whichever president is giving it, it's kind of just a, it's just a ceremony. It's a fake thing. They don't really introduce too many new concepts, you know. No. Or too many new ideas. So I would rather just not be accosted by his voice pointlessly while people clapped and stood up for him. Like, I... I just don't want to do that. All right. Yeah. I heard that um, the the women in the house Mm -hmm. are showing solidarity by all wearing white. Mm -hmm. So there there are some things going on. Well, there were also several representatives that just are not going. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. So it'll be interesting tomorrow. I did hear on NPR that uh, he read the speech, <laughs> believe it or not, and at the last minute asked them to rewrite some of it because they were being, quote, too nice to the <gasps> Democrats. What does he think End this quote. is? And it was supposed to be about unity. Like he had previously right. mentioned that he wanted it, wanted solidarity and unity and blah, blah, bipartisanship and all this other BS. And then he says it's too nice to the Democrats. Evil Democrats. Have you heard? They've got four eyes and <laughs> horns growing out of their heads. Right. And snowflakes. They poop snowflakes. That actually sounds wonderful. That fall on the Midwest. <laughs> polar vortexes fortunately we can call back global warming it was on vacation oh yeah so trump don't you said, mean global whamming i mean global whamming okay so yeah i think trump sent a shout out and it came scurrying back oh yeah powerful yeah um nice, huh? any last words about senior jung he had fancy a big, big brain. I'm actually really impressed. This is some interesting stuff. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do next is I'm going to take the archetypes and, and apply them to Grateful Dead songs. For what purpose, though? 
Just for Kimmy categorizing hour? A list? It's an excuse to make a list. (laughs) (laughs) And listen to a whole bunch of Grateful Dead. (laughs) Yay! Woohoo! Well, this was Um, fun. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Um, If you have anything to add about Jungian archetypes, because, I mean, we just... We just learned ourselves this week and then just mm-hmm. spit it out of our mouths Pooped at you out. guys. So if somebody knows more than us, like contact us and, you know. Yeah, we, we love, we'd like to learn more. I always like to learn more about everything. Especially farts and poops, apparently. That's right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Subscribe and um, have a great day. Try not to worry about, you know, the trash can fire that is our lives. Just there's good things. Okay, I'll believe you. There are good things. All right. All right. All right. Ciao, everybody. Adios. Douglas. Stop it. Yeah.